I think it's very important for me to communicate how this truly was a real love story. Like a love story that you've watched in a movie, a love story that you read in a book that you think is like impossible. Like it's only, it only exists in a movie. That's not the case. And I want to be a prime example of that. This podcast is going to be an evolution. Watching and hearing me speak about rock bottom moments. And you are going to watch me find my way out as we go. And what's so beautiful about the week before he died was the interaction that him and I had knowing that we were never going to see each other again. And when two humans are spending time together, knowing that it's the end, it's different. I want to be very clear. It's, it's like an experience like no other. The week before he passed away, he said to me, Caitlin, I want you to go with your friends. Spend this weekend, sleep at your girl's house, and take some time. Take a break. I spent a lot of my time at his house. I was really stressed helping his parents, thinking of new ways to help the situation, to cure him, anything that I could. And he was like, Caitlin, you're overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Nothing about this is good. Why don't you go see your friends for a little and I'm like, Francesco, I can't leave you like this. He said, Caitlin, I'm fine. Go. You know, I, I really care about your well-being, Caitlin. Like, please. And I'm like, you care about me? Like, I care about you. And he's like, well, if you care about us, then go. And I was like, you know what? Maybe he's right. Maybe I do need to go see my friends, right? And just spend some time with them to clear my head. So I go with my friends, and he's like, we'll keep in touch over text and calls. And I spend a weekend with my friends. I come back. I went from a Friday to a Sunday. And that Sunday, when I came back, he was extra sick, okay? He could not talk much anymore. He hardly could breathe. He couldn't really walk, and he couldn't use the bathroom. Like, he was... I was really confused. I'm like, what just happened over the last two days that I leave and now he can't even talk anymore? And I look at his parents and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, listen, I don't know what happened. Like he just woke up today, extra sick, and we all decided we're just going to take him to the hospital. So we get in the ambulance and we rush him there and the doctors look at us. We finally get in there and they're like, listen... Just enjoy your last couple days with him. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, what are you saying to me right now? What do you want me to enjoy here? He can't talk. He doesn't even know who I am. What are you saying? Enjoy what? And I was so mad that I spent the last two days of him being able to talk with my friends. I'm like, why does this happen to me? Why can't I catch a break? And I'm sitting in this hospital and I just throw my body over him and I start hysterical crying and I'm like, please, God, give me another chance. 
Let me be able to talk to him again. Let me be able to just give him a kiss and he can feel my kiss. Let Please give us some more interaction. Give us more time. Please don't let this be it. So help me God if this is it. I'm going with him. I was at my lowest point. It was then that I realized I was so emotionally drained. Seriously. And I step outside of his hospital room and I'm standing in the hallway and, you know, everybody's moving so fast. Nurses are doing their thing and doctors and people are running around. And it's like everybody was moving and time was just happening. But my time stopped. My life stopped. You just see everybody doing so much and you're just, you're like stuck. I felt like my body couldn't move. Like I was done. I was dizzy. It was blurry. It was like a bunch of faces, but I couldn't even make out anybody. And I walk back in his room and I'm looking at him and I'm like, God, I hate my life. I was at such a low point and the doctors come in and they're like, we're going to take him to go drain his stomach. And I'm like, what do you mean you're draining his stomach? And they're like, you know, relax. Like, we're going to take care of him. We're going to help him. I was so angry. I really was. I was so anxious. And they take him and I go with them. And I'm like, I'm coming. I am coming with you guys. I was so scared to leave him. I just wanted to be everywhere that he was. And they drain his stomach and he he comes back out and he still looks the same. They said they were going to help him, but we're still in the same position. And I'm laying on his bed. And I'm just, I close my eyes and I'm just laying on him, holding his hand. I think maybe 40 minutes went by and all of a sudden he just pops up like nothing like he wasn't just not talking like he just like he wasn't just not knowing who I was like normal like the old Francesco and he goes Caitlin hey wake up because I was sleeping on his lap and I'm like I thought I was dreaming I was like Francesco he's like are you okay and I'm like are you okay he's like Caitlin I'm here relax I'm here. You're okay. Calming me down. Like as if I'm the one sick. Like I felt so bad. I'm like, you're calming me down. I'm I'm sorry. I should be calming you down. Like I just felt so bad. But he just, he wanted to embrace me. He gave me the biggest hug. And I felt so safe and comforted. And his parents are like, you know, go home tonight, get some sleep and come back tomorrow to the hospital. It's been a long day for you. It's been a long day for everyone. So I called my mom and I said, Mom, come get me. And I went home that night. And I'm laying down in bed, just tossing and turning. And I get a phone call from him. And I'm like, oh my God, he's calling me? How? He he hardly can, you know, really use much energy, but he's he's calling me. And I answered the phone and I swear to you as I tell this story, 
He had not much words to get out. He had not much air to even get the energy to say this, but he found the strength to call me and say, I just want to make sure you got home okay. He still wanted to be a boyfriend. He still wanted to be a boyfriend. He still cared about if I got home okay with not much energy left in him. And I want to make sure that I articulate that if they want to, they will. Let this be an example that when someone loves you, you will know. There will be no confusion. There will be no questions. When you are loved, I promise you, and I mean it, love the way that you deserve to be loved, you will, you will feel it. So if you're out there right now questioning your love, it's probably not the love that you deserve. And I went to sleep in such peace that night. I was just so blessed and thankful to be in the presence of such an amazing person. And I woke up that morning and I went back to the hospital and the doctor's brought me and his parents to the side and said, listen, you know, there's not much more we could do here. So take him home and, you know, really use your time at home. I said, okay, okay, I'll do that. So we took him home. And that was when I got all the time in the world. In that last week, it felt like time was just nothing like time was not ticking I just my phone was down he wasn't on his video games we were so embraced in one another and it was so beautiful it was the best week of my life with him we laughed together and we hugged and just stared in each other's eyes I swear to you I'm not I'm not even being dramatic it was so beautiful I remember looking at him and he said to me, Caitlin, I want you to know something. And I said, what? And he said, I want you to know that you really gave me a purpose on this earth. You helped me get out of my comfort zone. You helped me find myself. You gave me the love that I couldn't have asked for better than this. This love that we have is everything. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have made it this far. I wouldn't even have a purpose to keep fighting because this pain is terrible. And I said, please don't talk to me like you're going to die. Why are you? You're like, you're like saying goodbye to me. And he said, Caitlin, look at me. I don't want to hurt your feelings and I don't want to upset you, but Caitlin, I am going to die. And I'm sorry. If it was up to me, I'd stay. Okay, I would stay. I want to marry you. I want to have kids with you. I want to travel the world with you, but that's not the reality. So I want to make it very clear that I don't want to leave your side. This is not up to me. 
I love you so, so much. Please know that. And I looked at him. And it was then that I realized that we both accepted that this was it. And I just spent so much time in his arms, trying to be strong for him, trying not to cry too much, trying to crack jokes, just to bring some sort of light to this. Me, him, and his brother spent hours one night in his in the bathroom francesco was on the toilet and me and his brother just wanted to spend time with him so we sat in the bathroom and we, we were all sitting on the floor and we were just talking like nothing else mattered like this wasn't actually happening and it was so special it was so special when Francesco had a really hard time sitting up because he was in so much pain. And he would do this thing where he would scrunch over on his recliner chair. And, you know, I couldn't see his face because he was always scrunched over. So we came up with this system where I would sit in a pretzel right by his feet so I could see his face and look up at him. Well, he'd be scrunched over on his recliner and he would do this thing where he would put his two hands up and it was like a upside down pyramid. So he would set his two hands straight like a triangle so I can set my head right between them and rest it there. So I was comfortable while talking to him. And I remember sitting in his arms just like that in his hands. And I said to him, Francesco, I'm really scared to be in this world without you. I really don't want you to go. I, people aren't really nice. Like, I don't know if I could live without you, honestly. You're, you're my, my rock, my soulmate, nine years with you. I don't know if I can see a life without you, Francesco. And he said, Caitlin. Look at me. You know, even if I'm not here, I got you. I will be the best guardian angel you've ever had. And I said, but I don't want you to be a guardian angel. I want you to, to be mine forever. And he said, me too. And we both just started crying. And I spent the night just sleeping on his lap I spent so much of my time that week with him, just embracing him, being in the moment, phone down, no worries. Everything that I stress about in my everyday life, about social media, who's saying what, you know, my career and what I'm doing with my life, it did not matter. All that stress that we stress about in this world, it takes away from being in the moment. We miss out on so much in life because we're so stuck in our phones. We're so stuck into things that are not worth it. And if there's anything I want you to get out of this story, out of my love story, out of my experience, 
It's to say, just put it down. Embrace the people that you love. If you love someone, tell them. Do not wait. Don't wait until it's the end. Because reality is, we don't even know when the end is. Don't hold back. Tell people what you want them to know. Why did it take for Francesco to be on his last couple days for us to sit there and really, really utilize the time? We live in a world where we fight with each other over things that just aren't worth it. They're not. Who's liking what picture? You know, all this stupidity. We fight for the people that don't show us true love, right? Because we want to love the people that we love. So we fight for the wrong people for what? There is someone out there that is going to love you the way you deserve to be loved. So why are you fighting for someone that's not giving that to you? He's out there. If I can find this, so can you.